The impetus for this change was powerful and innovative policies. Land reform based on the land to the tillers and market-oriented principle was the most important government policy. It was carried out during the war. Land reform was executed in a purchase and distribution of land at the market price. The government purchased land from landlords by issuing land securities and farmers paid for the land in kind by installments. This was in direct opposite to North Korea's approach of confiscation and distribution of land without payment. Land reform provided the chance for farmers which made up 75% of the Korean population to farm on their own land and being given the right of ownership was another big change. The increase of agricultural production narrowed the gap between urban and rural areas and vitalized the economy. It was linked to the foundation of the market economy. That's how Korea entered the age of capitalism. The government wanted to change people's mindset and values, instill a new work ethos. Nothing would be free. Everyone had to work hard. People were asked to work for food under government-led public works projects. They were paid with wheat flour given by the U.S., or better known as PL-480. The policy of no such thing as a free lunch showed the will of the government and the willingness of the Korean people to change and empower themselves. Nearly 21 million people participated in the land reclamation and reforestation program led by the government. Over 10 billion trees were planted within 30 years, bringing Korea's once desolate landscape back to life. South Korea had become barren of trees after years of overforestation and war. It was a remarkable achievement. The opportunity to make a living, to be rewarded for their hard work, helped to establish a new set of values that would serve South Korea well during its rapid development. Koreans, perhaps more than anyone in the world, understand the value and importance of hard work and a good education. In 1950, incredibly, only less than a quarter of adults could read and write. An all-out war was waged against illiteracy. In 1954, the first campaign of the war was launched by making primary education compulsory.
지식과 기술 태도를 다그 기성교육을 통해서 이제 완성합니다. 그리고 특히 중요한 것은 그 여자아이들, 여성도 초등교육을 다 받게 이렇게 됐습니다. 그리고 초등교육을 이렇게 국가가 의무화하고 국가가 강력히 지원함으로 해가지고 잘 사는 집안, 가수의 말하는 사회 경제적인 가정 배경이 초등교육의 이수 여부에 큰 영향을 미치지 않았습니다. After 1945, enrollment in primary schools grew rapidly. In less than one decade, Korea achieved an enrollment rate of 83% in primary education. By 1959, primary education was within reach of everyone. The war on illiteracy was waged in community centers scattered across the country. Millions of adults learned to read and write in civic schools with U.S. assistance. Education among adults was made compulsory. Adults without a basic education in reading and writing had to attend over 200 hours of class instruction over a period of 70 days. In five short years, the illiteracy rate among adults fell to just 22%, an unprecedented achievement. A generation of young adults had been educated, the future backbone of Korea's industrialization. 사람입니다. 자원이 있거나 없거나 사람이 중요합니다. 어떤 능력과 어떠한 태도와 어떠한 의지를 가졌는가 사람이 중요하죠. 그 그러한 개인들이 모인 집합체로서의 국민이 중요하고요. 그러니까 사람을 만드는 것은 교육이고. Another war was being waged. It was a campaign to root out deep-seated corruption within the government and in business. The establishment of the National Tax Service, Korea's first national tax authority, was symbolic of the government's efforts to reform itself, to tackle corruption, and to improve public services. The effects of the reform efforts were almost immediate. The increase in tax revenues provided critical fiscal resources and allowed Korea to become self-sustainable.